Joyce. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Centralia Unity Center for Positive Living. Uh, we'll start today with the reading from the Daily Word, and today's word is remembrance. The affirmation is, you live in my heart. Whether they have passed on recently or many years ago, the people for whom I have cared deeply are alive in my heart. If I feel sad or lonely for those I miss, I pause to recall a special memory or something unique about them that made even ordinary days feel magical. Reflecting on the love and joy we shared and the blessings their lives afforded me, I feel comforted. I am thankful that these memories will always be mine to treasure. I know that life does not end with death. Life is eternal, and my loved ones will always be beautiful, beloved expressions of spirit. I am grateful those who have passed from this life experience continue to live in spirit and are forever in my heart. And from Psalm 112, verse 6, for the righteous will never be moved. They will be remembered forever. And if you would join us in singing Surely the Presence while Joyce leads us, that would be great. going on here today. Just say I don't see an opening statement. Okay, I bet you all know because you've said it 2,000 times. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and God is my And today our welcoming song is Confident Living. It's on page 159 in the hymnal or up on the screen in nice big letters. Thank you. Well, Johnny. 
Can they hear us? Okay, everybody break it up. Turn it away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Y
Hey, Fred. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Just got on. We had a heck of a thunderstorm going on. Lightning and thunder here. I just got on. Hi, hi, Zoomers. Am I waiting at Right, it's time for announcements. I know that today is board meeting after church and um, refreshments. And it's also the second Sunday, so it is the two o'clock service at Bear Raven Longhouse today with Grandfather Roy Wilson's um, Indian Christian service. So does anyone know of anything else? Yes. Yeah, John fell off the bed yesterday when we were out after breakfast today. So he's in bed today. Oh, no. Well, we'll remember him in yeah. our prayers. What Let's all remember Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And our um, song of joy this morning is the 12 Powers, which is on the screen and on page 163 in the menu.
morning, our reading will be given by Eileen. So as we are looking at remembrance with our daily words today, and it is 9-11, um, I have chosen from I Am God's Song, um, a poem called The Traveler. He is put on invisibility. Dear Lord, I cannot see, but this I know, although the road ascends and passes from my sight, that there will be no night, that you will take him gently by the hand and lead him on. I am so sorry. It's going to kill me. This didn't happen when I read it for myself. I am so sorry. Don't be. Thank you. <laughs> Along the road of life that never ends. And he will find it. It's not death. But dawn. I do not doubt that you are there as here, and you will hold him dear. Our life did not begin with birth, it is not of the earth. And this that we call death, it is no more than the opening and closing of a door. And in your house, how many rooms must be beyond this one where we rest momentarily? Dear Lord, I thank you for the faith that frees, the love that knows it cannot lose its own. The love that looking through the shadows sees that you and me and I are ever one. Thank you, Eileen. Our meditation song is Sunlight, which is on page 114 and up on the screen, Sunlight.
believe we should sing that often. With her. That's very nice. Yeah, that's great. All right, we're going to say our affirmations now. If you would join me, please. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace, knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and the perfect way. And today we will be saying the progressive Lord's Prayer, and that will be followed by the Alleluia. Our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, I am. I am thy kingdom come, I am thy will being done. I am on earth, even as I am in heaven. I am giving this day daily bread to all. I am forgiving all life, even as I am also all life forgiving me. I am leading all people from temptation. I am delivering all people from error. For I am the kingdom, I am the power, and I am the glory of God in eternal immortal manifestation. All this I am. Sunday, and we have the privilege of having Audrey with us here today. She's a licensed Unity teacher from Olympia, and she has an ongoing series that I believe she's going to continue today. And the topic is thought feeling. So, Audrey, welcome. Thank you, Susan. Okay. By the way, hi out there, Fred. Hi, Irene. Hi, John and Sherry. Didn't get a chance to say good morning to y'all early. Okay. Well, a woman was at the customer service desk in the department store returning a pair of jeans 
And she said to the clerk, I think there's something wrong with these jeans. Clerk said, well, okay, what do you think's wrong with them? And the woman said, they made me feel bad. <laughs> so today we are talking about, like Susan said, thought and feeling. And this is part of our ongoing series from the book, Heart-Centered Metaphysics by Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck. And remember that the word metaphysics literally means beyond the physical. And in unity, we also use the word metaphysics to refer to theology. So the study of those big questions like what is God? What is humanity? What is our relationship with each other? And we approach all of these questions from a heart-centered perspective, which is great because we're talking today about thought and feelings. So the head and the heart working together. So looking at this more than just an intellectual exercise, we're bringing our full self, our compassion, our oneness to this study. And so again, talking today about thought and feeling. And in unity, we already know the power of thought because we have this thing called the law of mind action. So just by a show of hands, how many people have heard of the law of mind action? Maybe a lot of us, maybe a few of us. Okay, most of us, all right. All right, so if you were going to put the law of mind action into your own words, what would you say the law of mind action is? You get what you think about. You get what you think about. Yes, great. You get what you think about. Very nice, very nice. And another way of putting this in words, perhaps you've heard this expression, Thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. Thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. And so um, we get what we think about. We are co-creators with the divine based on what we think about. This is actually unity's third basic principle because we know that our thoughts are so powerful. We know that we have that ability to co-create with the most high. And there's this great Bible quote that I found, and perhaps you've heard this as well. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I believe this also applies to women and children and people of all genders, right? So not just talking about men specifically. For as we thinketh in our heart, so are we. Now, I started studying this quote because I don't know about you, but not everything I have thought about has come to pass, which is actually a good thing because there's times that I think some kind of snarky thoughts. I don't know about you. There's times I might think some vindictive or cranky thoughts. And thankfully, not everything I think about comes to pass. So I started looking at this quote thinking, well, what, is, what does this mean exactly? For as he thinketh in his heart, what does that mean? Because usually I think that I'm thinking in my head. And so I started looking deeper into this quote as, as he thinketh in his heart. And there's a great website 
if anyone else is a Bible nerd like I am, I know there's at least one out there in the crowd. Um, there's this great website that you've maybe heard of. It's called BibleGateway.com. And it has various translations of the Bible available online, which is which is awesome because then you can see how different um, scholars have translated different passages. And this passage about um, thinketh in his heart, I started looking into what other translations were there. And one translation said, instead of thinketh in his heart, said deep down, okay, as someone thinks deep down. And another translation said, as he thinketh in his soul, which I really liked. Oh, that one was nice. And then another translation said, as he thinks within himself, as he thinks within himself. So again, this idea about thinking really deep down, thinking at our core, at our root. And so this tells me that this is more than just intellectual thought. This is a deeply held belief. This is something that connects to emotion. And 130 years after our Unity co-founders, Charles and Myrtle, we might see this expression, thoughts held in mind, produce after their kind, a little differently. So the Fillmore's were... Um, thinkers of their day and Newtonian thought was very prevalent at the time, which was very much cause and effect. You do something and something else results. And so they very much thought that, you know, what you thought about manifested. And today, knowing what we know about other uh, scientific theories, quantum theory and so forth, we might modify this quote a little bit. Instead of saying thoughts held in mind produce after their kind, we might say thoughts held in mind with great feeling produce after their kind. We know that to manifest, those thoughts have to be things that we believe deep down in our soul that we think about over and over and over, and that that feeling is what gives those thoughts the power the power that they have to create. Now, we can use this, we can use this idea for manifesting, for creating. And I want to tell you an example of a time that I used this principle to create. So a few years ago, I was in a job that was uh, very stressful for me, and it was actually making me sick. Um, and I thought, oh, I can handle the stress. And then I started getting sick and I was like, no, I can't handle this. Um, and so I needed to find another job. And I had some fear about finding another job. And a friend of mine shared that the uh, word fear, F-E-A-R, can stand for feel emotions and rise. Feel emotions and rise, that we can feel that feeling. It's okay to feel what we feel, and we're not stuck there. We don't have to stay there. We can move on from there. So I took this uh, idea of a job into meditation. I created a vision board, and I want to share with you my picture of my vision board, because uh, I love doing vision boards. And I started imagining what were all the things I wanted in this job? What kind of salary did I want? What kind of benefits I want? What kind of people did I want to work with? And I wrote all this out on my vision board. 
Now, at the time, one of my prayer partners and I were talking, and I said, uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I know how I want to feel. I know what I want to get out of the job, um, but I don't really know what kind of work I want to do. And she said, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Focus on how you want this job to make you feel. How do you want this job to make you feel? And so every day I meditated on my vision board and I focused on things like, um, you know, the salary I wanted and the benefits I wanted and so forth. But I also focused on what kind of people did I want to work with? I wanted to work with supportive and collaborative people. What kind of experience did I want to have? I wanted to have a job where I felt like I was giving my gifts and talents to the world and that lit me up inside because of the work I was doing. That's what I focused on. And within a short amount of time, less than two months, I was offered a new job that met all my criteria, including down to one of the things I put on my vision board was I didn't want to have to pay for parking. And I had free parking. <laughs> so every detail manifested. And um, it seemed very miraculous. It still seems a little miraculous to me. And we know that this power of thought infused with great feeling makes a difference. Now, when I was going to school to become a licensed unity teacher, I used to feel a little intimidated when they would talk to us about doing a demonstration project. Um, and a demonstration project was where we tried to manifest something. And I always felt intimidated by this because I felt like, oh, I'm happy. I have to prove to other people that I've got this metaphysical stuff down. I have to prove that I'm spiritual enough to manifest a new job or a new home or a new car or whatever the case may be. But one of the things that I learned was that a demonstration or a manifestation is not always in the outer. It's not always in the outer. That the most important thing we can do is change our consciousness and change what we're thinking and change what we're feeling inside. And that sometimes the outer doesn't change, but our relationship with it does because we have changed how we think and what we feel. And so there's various ways that these thoughts held in mind can produce after their kind. So one way our thoughts can manifest is again in consciousness. So just the idea of um, back when I was looking for this job, just the idea of I'm going to envision what kind of job is going to make me happy changed my consciousness. My prayer partner saying to me, you don't have to know what kind of job it is. You just focus on how it makes you feel. That changed my consciousness. And right there, that created a shift. Another way that thoughts held in mind might express is in our experience. So every day when I was manifesting this job, I was meditating on my vision board and I focused on the feeling I wanted to have. I focused on the kind of people I wanted to work with, feeling supported, being collaborated with, doing work that lit me up inside. I focused on that feeling until I felt joy. Even though I was still in this job that was making me sick, I could access that feeling of joy momentarily in my meditation. And I did that every day. And that changed my experience. 
our thoughts held in mind might express in the body. So I told you earlier that the job that I was in what had been making me sick. And the more I focused on my vision, the more I focused on meditating, I started feeling better, healthier, more confident, more able to pursue seeking out the kind of work I wanted to seek out. And then sometimes the thoughts we hold in mind can manifest in the outer world. And so I did see the opportunity for the job that I wanted. And by then I had uh, my metaphysical feet more under me and I was able to take the steps I needed to apply for the job, to interview for it, to advocate for myself and ultimately ultimately was able to, to obtain that job. Now, we know, again, I mentioned the Fillmore's um, had kind of this very um, cut and dried cause and effect sort of thinking. And we know, too, that our thoughts affect our reality and we don't live alone. Even if we live in a house by ourselves, we share this planet with many, many, many billions of other people. And so we know that collective consciousness also affects our experience. We are affected not just by our own thoughts, but by the thoughts and feelings of those around us. And there are times that it's difficult or even impossible to know if what is affecting us came from our own consciousness or came from the collective consciousness, the soup we all swim in. So there's times that people are tempted to misuse this um, law of mind action uh, or use it backwards. And when people are using it backwards, here's what happens. Something that I call metaphysical malpractice. So metaphysical mal malpractice is looking at the result and working backwards and saying, wow, what were you thinking? <laughs> that led to this crummy job that's now making you ill. And unfortunately, um, there are some within unity or within new thought who go down this road. And sometimes too, we do this to ourselves. Sometimes it's very hard when we have something that looks like misfortune or an experience that we don't want. Sometimes it's hard not to blame ourselves or think, you know, what did I do wrong? And part of why I bring this up is because um, this is not helpful. And this is not why we're talking about the law of mind action. It is so much better when we have an experience that looks painful or that looks like it's a situation we don't want to ask ourselves, what will I think now? Now that I'm in this job that's making me ill, now what can I do? Now what will I think about? What's the highest and best thought I can bring to this experience? And in the same way, if someone we care about becomes ill, rather than saying, gosh, what were you thinking that brought this illness upon yourself? No. We can ask ourselves, what's the highest and best thought I can hold for this friend of mine? How can I best support this person as they're going through this experience? 
Our Unity co-founder, Charles Fillmore, identified 12 spiritual powers that he said were attributes of the divine and therefore are in each of us. And the power for the month of September goes along great with this law of mind action because the power for the month of September is the power of order. And order, um, I love this picture, uh, good harvest picture for the fall. Order is the faculty by which we establish harmony, balance, right adjustment, and right sequence of action in our lives. Sometimes order is referred to as mind idea expression, the progression through which everything comes into existence, the power of organization and evolution. So change is not always comfortable. And sometimes discomfort is what prompts us to change and grow. So if I hadn't been in that job that was making me sick, where I was really unhappy, I would not have sought out the kind of work that came next, which was work that I really enjoyed. And we know that sometimes when something happens in our lives, which is unexpected or uncomfortable or unhappy, it is an opportunity to grow. It is an opportunity to seek out a new experience for ourselves. And we have this quote from the book of Mark that talks about the earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. And so this is a reminder of the power of order that often some growth, often some new experience comes out of those seeds, those seeds that may look like pain or discomfort at the beginning. I love this affirmation. I am order. I know there is no wrong choice or path. I let go of the idea of mistakes or failure. Everything is a lesson. My life follows an orderly plan of ever unfolding awareness of my oneness with source. I am order. And I invite us all to affirm that together. I am order. I know there is no wrong choice or path. I let go of the idea of mistakes or failures. Everything is a lesson. My life follows an orderly plan of ever unfolding awareness of my oneness with source. I am ordered, and we know this is so. So I want us to hold on to this idea that our thoughts are important and our feelings are important. And as we bring mindfulness to our experience, knowing what we're thinking, knowing what we're feeling, we can access and harness that co-creative power. We can bring that forward to create good in the world. Today, we're acknowledging the anniversary of the September 11th attacks. And we know there are many negative things on the planet we can focus on. We could focus on wars, we could focus on fires, we could focus on illnesses, and we don't deny that those experiences occur. And we can also focus on connection. We can focus on love. 
we can focus on oneness. We can focus on our ability to bring good into every situation. And so my hope for us all is that we give some time and thought and love to the idea of co-creation, to the idea knowing that thoughts held in mind and believe deep down in our soul with deep feeling produce after their kind and that we have so much power to influence our experience and the experience of others in a positive, positive way. Let's go ahead now and take some time to meditate on the power of order. I invite you to settle into your chair. Feel that chair supporting you. And know that divine order is bringing balance to your daily journey. We all know that any feeling of overwhelm or being out of balance, that we can step away from that feeling. We can envision our life as a beautiful path, a journey of discovery and joy. With one step at a time, we move forward into that which is ours to do. We see all aspects of our life in order against a backdrop of gratitude, spiritual purpose, and direction. If we are wishing in our hearts for something that has not yet appeared, we trust that our good, excuse me, our good easily comes to us in divine perfect timing. We see our bodies working in divine order we take time to appreciate the cycles of nature, nature's beauty, balance, and perfect timing. We discover balance and peace, knowing that all we need comes to us in the perfect time and in the perfect way. And now we take this idea of order into the silence. We know there is no wrong choice or path that our lives follow an orderly plan. We know that we co-create that our thoughts that we hold in mind and in our hearts come to bear, express through our thinking, our consciousness, our bodies, and in our outer experience. We are so grateful for the awareness of this co-creative power for our knowledge of divine order and for our awareness that we have this ability to shape our experience and our lives. And for all this, we are so grateful. So it is.
Audrey, this is uh, Fred Schubel. Can you hear me? Audrey, for you, we are so grateful. Thank you very much. I always especially like your examples, your real world personal examples that give a great meaning. Thank you. It's now time for our offering. We'd like to thank everyone who has donated to Unity by mail. We continue to appreciate any checks that are sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531. You can also donate on our website at unityofcentralia.net. And we thank you for your ways of giving your time and talent as well. Let's say our offering prayer together as we hold our offering in our hands and hearts. Divine love through me, blessed and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Focus our collective group healing energy for someone. Just speak out their name or hold them quietly in your hearts. We have um, had requests for healing prayers for all of the people and animals that are displaced by war, for the members in our community locally and um, around the country and the world who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. Um, Phil's request for us to send prayers and remembrance to everyone involved in 9-11 are definitely um, heard, not only here in this country, but um, all the ripples in other countries throughout the world. Um, today, we want to remember 
John, as Vern told us, he had an accident and he we appreciate our healing prayers. We continue to remember Dixie and Hilby and tell me any other prayer requests that you might have. Well, the people and animals affected by the fires right now. Absolutely. The fires here and in other spots. Um, it's pretty dramatic in East Lewis County. Let's pray for the people of Pakistan. That's unbelievable flooding. All of the flooding victims and what's going on with the earth there as well in Pakistan. Karen Worker. Yes, Karen. They have had some healing and they certainly appreciate our prayers. Okay, for all of these and the people and situations you hold in your heart, let's take a moment. Beloved Mother, Father God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And together we will say the prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And we'll be forming a circle here shortly to sing the peace song. And uh, before we do that, I'd like to thank Audrey for speaking today, Joanne for the slides, Eileen for the reading and sharing of her beautiful singing voice and Joyce for the piano and the great selections. Those were all super songs. So, and uh, Tom and Johnny and all the techies and anyone else I might've forgotten and all of you for being here. And next week um, we have Reverend Rosella Sims to come and speak for us. So jump up, make circle. Thank you. 